Hey guys. <laughs> I'm Chris. And I'm BJ. And that's and then, Chris. That's around there. I'm getting himself situated. Can we not hear you now? You know how when like you're like old people be like looking at stuff and they're like, well, let me see what does that say? And then they gotta like look right. over their glass because they can't read. That's what you can say. That's what Penrose is looking like right now. Can you stop touching stuff while we can't hear you now? No, sorry, we can't hear you. No. Go back and come back in. Okay, guys. Hey guys. What's that you so, <laughs> I know you guys are like, why am I watching this already pre-recorded? The reason is because VJ made a very good point. Every time it's a holiday, we just like make y'all wait and we could just be doing it and then releasing it on the holiday. So there we are. So see, what would we do if you didn't come back this week? Like <laughs> You would be just fine. <laughs> so I guess I'll wait for Penrose. So this documentary. Very short. Yeah, I was going to say, that was my first comment. The runtime of this is like an hour and five minutes. So if you're looking mm -hmm. for something that's like the equivalent of like watching a show that you watch, because most of these mm -hmm. shows now are 30 minutes to an hour. So 45 I mean, like, is like usually like the medium. I was like, yeah. So if you're looking for something you can watch in the time it takes you to watch your normal like weeknight show, there you go. It's not super long. I didn't love the way... I don't know that I loved her technique for for recording this. Like it wasn't bad, but it just was like I don't. Did it feel like? Did it feel like Geraldo? Like, like yeah, like it, it felt very Jenny Jones. Like yeah, did you like? <laughs> tell me how you felt when you found out I was black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just was like very off-putting. Like I mean, like she got. I I don't know. I mean, I guess there's really no other way but to rip the bandaid. But it just. Mm -hmm. It gave me very like paparazzi <laughs> outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us more. <laughs> tell us more. Okay, but um, the, actually, she said that to her mom. Like, tell me more. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so guys, uh, while we wait on Penrose, we are covering Little White Lie. Like VJ said, it runs about an hour and five minutes, so you guys should totally be able to like run through it. Even like put on the laptop and go cook dinner and shit. Like that's what I usually do. Um, and just watch it. But it's on Amazon Prime. Um, and yeah. I mean, I'm trying to wait on him, but I feel like like I don't know what's happening. Where's my phone? Is he, is he texting? I don't know what's happening. But um, yeah, so I mean, because it's not really that much documentary to go through. Right? <laughs> I mean, we could there, like there's some there's some topics that I guess we could expound upon for sure. But what the hell is happening with this guy? That's so funny. Everything was working like fine for like the whole like twenty minutes we was in here talking about ourselves. Yeah, and then he touched something and it stopped working. So yeah. So <laughs> anyway, all right. I guess we'll just start and he'll just pop in when we um as when he gets here. All right. So story is Lacey Swartz, very white Jewish name. Lacey was raised by white people. Yes. <laughs> Jew, uh, she's Jew, a Jewish long person. line of New York Jews, as she put it. I did not say that. She said that. <laughs> um, from Woodstock, New York, apparently a very white but progressive 
uh, area in New York, I guess. I'm not super familiar with like New York. Well, as progressive, well, yeah, as progressive as a place with a bunch of white people and no other people of color can be. They have good ideas of like how they would be around other races. Yeah, they have lofty goals and ideas for what happens when like the black family moves in, but there are actually Mm -hmm. no black families there. Mm -hmm. They just know like that. Yeah, they just know if they showed up, they wouldn't be outwardly racist. Is Mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. what I gathered from it. Right, that's what I got too. Um, so we meet Peggy, and that's Lacey's mom. How do we describe Peggy? Um. Peggy is a, a white Jewish lady. That's <laughs> that's also really I got. <laughs> she she she's Jewish from the head to the toes, and not like in a. And I don't mean that in a racist, prejudiced, whatever. But it's just, I think it's one of those things where it's like a a personality, not a personality trait per se, but like people that are Jewish and they're raised in that whole not completely orthodox Jew, but raised in like a Jewish family where they do the bat mitzvahs and the bar mitzvahs and they, you know, observe every holiday. And it's it's a very sheltered type of community, even if you right, are within right. a, yeah, like they still have a community within a community. Right, so right, right. I don't mean it in a, like a weird prejudiced racist way, but they just are very Jewish in that very Jewish community centered way. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good thing. And so I guess we can kind of, um, because everything was kind of, you know, very like traditional and things like that. Her grandmother found this this dude in the neighborhood and she's like, that's the one, that's the one you got to marry. And that's Robert, right? That's Lacey's father. That's who, that's like, that, that's who we understand to be Lacey's father. And that's kind of where we'll start. What's this documentary about, Penrose? That's, well, the documentary. Oh, and welcome. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, <laughs> Well, I'm glad you stopped me and asked me what it's about because I actually was about to get into something about because you said grandma found him and it was kind of a different way around, but I guess we'll get there. I mean, she, 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 the grandmother was introduced to him and was like, that's the Jewish kid you got to marry. Like, well, that's what I mean. approved of him. Remember, he said, mm-hmm. which I thought was weird, but remember, he said, um, and we talked about this with Scoosin, that situation where an older dude be friends and younger girl. Remember, he told her, he said, I met your mama and it was a group of them and I dated all of them. And then when I got to your mama, that's who I wanted. But, you know, I, I thought that was a little weird. Any fucking I just want to say how, like, a bitch can never say that to her son and then he don't be like, ugh, like, oh, right. it was a group that of niggas. Also- I smashed, I, I let all of them hit. Like, right. <laughs> and then I met your dad and I just knew he was the penis I had to have forever. Like, and he's the one, he's the only person I open my life for now. Like, <laughs> And that's what I mean. It just yeah, like they met at a summer camp, but I'm assuming because he worked at the summer camp that he couldn't have been super old. So I'm right. thinking he right. might be like 18 or 19, 19. to her 16. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't so, think he's super old, but yeah, that's how they met. And then they get back from summer camp and realize they live relatively close to each other, super like close. yeah, like a block and a half or something away. So they just start dating after he's ran through all of her summer camp friends or whatever. <laughs> so. This is a- after he had his hot boy summer, listen. <laughs> I, just, I, just looking, I was sitting there looking at it and I was just like, ugh. <laughs> like, it's he really no just way, admitted that. There was no way, like, I could be a counselor at a summer camp and a man could admit to me, like, because you women talk. So your friend group is just like letting Robert revolve the door and everybody going on the date. And then, and you laugh, like, <laughs> yo, you know what, though? I, I would never get to that point. But look, I remember my I'm cool, Rob. Said to me, 
I was like 20 some years old and I was kind of beefing with this dude over this chick. And he was like, you know what y'all problem is? He was like, I don't know what the fuck you beefing for. He said, in your generation, it's pretty women everywhere. And to get to the point why they always on Robert, he said, nigga, when we was young, niggas was fighting because it was 10 ugly bitches and one bad bitch. It's bad bitches <laughs> everywhere. Why y'all fighting? And I was like, damn, it's like that. Uh. So like, and just to keep it in relation, like maybe Robert was like the one Jewish boy that everybody mama liked. Mm-hmm. And they all was like, fuck it. Well, see, we like, see some pictures of we see some pictures of Robert, and Robert was, I mean, as far as what you know, white men go. As far as a white man go, like, okay, like, like they, I was, they, it, was but, they was a cute couple. Like, I just I look, I, I can see the vibes. I see what Peggy I listen, I fucked with what Peggy was doing. I see the vibes. Like, I don't yeah, you see Robert like, Robert in the speedo by the creek and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, off, I, top, I, off top, Peggy definitely. Like, didn't her like for black dudes was never a fetish. As a black man that has fucked with white women before, you can tell all what you just look the, the shape of a white woman's face tells you how she'll deal with you as sexual. What are you saying? Like, the shape of her face? I wish I had some examples to put on the Peggy, screen. Like, Peggy was down off top. Okay. So, who, okay, will you tell us? Well, who, what famous woman? Has the what's the, the famous face. white lady face, right? Yeah, like what's what white lady has the face? <laughs> so I'm saying it's different faces, like round face white girls. That's it's more, it's not really a fetish, it's more of they want to find love in, in the relationship, but their fetish shit spills over. Most girls that's like got like the not, you got a round face. I'm just, I'm just naming, I'm just talking about faces, period. Those white girls that kind of got like the hexagon face, like the skinny hex face. Nigga, not a hexagon. Like a crimson chin. Yeah. But (laughs) them, they more like, that's definitely fetish off top. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of them usually come from the the good homes. Um, But no bullshit. Jewish chicks, any, any chick that's closely related to a Christian religion outside of Catholics, the skinny, mm. skinny nose, not not the regular white nose, but you seen her mama nose. Those noses, <laughs> they love niggas. Like, for real. Like, and, and now y'all know. <laughs> it's a, look, it's like, it's an old The more you know, you coming. <laughs> the more you know. It's a joke in Detroit that Albanian girls date black guys until they're allowed to actually date. That's usually, like, all women want us, man. Shit's crazy. But anyhow, we way off topic. So, Welcome, guys. This is a podcast. <laughs> um, today, we're talking about Little White Lies. Which is AKA one big ass white delusion. One black ass. One black ass. Black ass, white ass delusion. Every time we watch a show, or I mean a documentary, I wholeheartedly be like, somebody gotta be more fucked up than the whites. No, oh. well, actually, no. What I be saying is, the whites gotta. You can't be more fucked up than the whites. The whites probably have been the most most practical, sensible people we've talked. About. <laughs> <laughs> like, as far as fucking knowing it, knowing oneself, nigga. Right. <laughs> it's fine, like, it's, it's They were a lot of fucking things, but delusional was not one of them. They knew who the fuck they were. And they were standing up in that shit, point blank. Period. They're standing Very in their room. Very much so. Everybody much else, so. not so much. And we're about to see what happens when you don't stand in your truth and then you force everyone around you to just make up an alternate reality. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, Lacey. Go ahead. 
Hold on. I'm going to find a picture of Lacey, but go ahead. So, yeah. So what we, Lacey, we met Peggy and Robert is the dad. So they get married after they date for a while. They, she said they do, you know, they do what Jewish people do. A nice Jewish girl and a nice Jewish boy from good Jewish families. And they had a good Jewish wedding and they did what you're supposed to do. You get married and you, whatever. And you don't think uh, outside the box. You just do what they, what you're told. You do you guys want to see Lacey and her mom or just Lacey? Let's just do is it, Lacey. Is it a young picture? Nah, it's not. I I have a young picture of all three of them. Because the, the 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 one picture where she's like 12 or 13, she could have passed. Well, she got the short hair? Yeah. And here's the thing. There are some pictures of Lacey that we see early on where you're like, okay, she just looks like a little Jewish girl. Like she just got curly yeah. hair, looks like a little Jewish. You could see, I, 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 but I think the older she got, the more features, like more pronounced her features got. So it was harder to to put it off. Right. But you right. can kind of tell that by like ten or eleven. Like they got away with that till she was like five, maybe. <laughs> I mean, well, apparently, well, I don't want to get too far off from the story, but um, the shit doesn't really boil over until she's like sixteen. Right. Yeah, they get they get away pretty. Uh, well, and I think I think Hold one on. of the reasons that that is is due to the fact that this is one of those. You guys are seeing this, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this that's Lacey. This is her mom. This is her dad. Okay, and this one, it, she either has a tan from being at camp, or she looks adopted. Right. <laughs> like she could pass though, like because there are certain. Okay. Like, yeah, like she could pass certainly. Um, here's when you when you have this kind of town and there's literally no black people there. That tale of oh, your great granddad is Sicilian, and it's just so happy you got the trait. You can kind of believe that you don't have anything else to base it off of. There's no other black right. people in the whole town. You know what I mean? So this and, is yeah, right that towns where those people. Let's let's hypothetically say there's no races in the town yet. They cannot. Like they don't know the point is they don't know no Sicilians. So you pull a picture of a Sicilian looking man, say that that's who she looked like, and we just gonna go with it. Same way people right. do when they look at babies. Babies look like any motherfucking body. Right. So you hold the picture right. up and they be like, Yeah, the baby looked just like you. Three years later, the baby looked like some the other person. So But basically <laughs> what they did is they found the darkest person in either one of their families to say that Lacey, this is why you look the way that you look. Right. Which Robert, the dad, did that. Lacey's mom offered no explanation for why Lacey came out looking like a black girl. She oh. still ain't. She she still ain't telling Robert shit, guys. So, to this day, Peggy has still okay. Uh, let's just let's back it up because all right. So we get these interviews with Lacey's family throughout this whatever. What you will see is all of these people are white, and towards the end, we get a few black people interviews. So. We meet Bruce, her uncle, Micah, family friend, like an aunt of hers, like a bunch of people. And they all talk about the day Lacey is born, right? And they're all just like, oh, your dad was so happy and everybody was so great. And we came to the hospital. And that's when the lie about the Sicilian great grandpa came about because everybody's looking and everybody's confused as to why this little curly haired little brown baby is here. <laughs> 
And so Robert is like, oh, well, she kind of looks like my grandfather. He's Sicilian. And they pop out the picture and it's this olive skinned man with a little curly hairdo or whatever. And they say that's who Lacey looks like. And everybody is just willing to accept that. <laughs> when she got older, she slightly resembled him. So it kind of worked. Also, it, yeah. Also, just because I don't want to overgo where you're at, when that when when she was born and they were showing those pictures, was it me or what, did Peggy had a look at her face like fuck? Remember they showed the picture of Peggy standing there and they zooming in. Peggy has a look kind of like damn. I don't know. think I caught it. Got to go back and watch it. Well, she has on her hip. Yeah, she has. She's yeah, like holding her, her on her hip. Her she's like on the window ledge. <laughs> <and she laughs> that look like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like bitch, I'm caught. <laughs> which she, which she, she kind of points, she kind of points out that yeah, she got caught, and if she'd have been a little bit more about who she was fucking on the side, she would have got away scot free. So <laughs> she points that out later. But <laughs> I thought it was interesting that um, everybody around her, like I said, like we said, just went along with whatever it was, and she really didn't get any back, any pushback from anybody except like kids. Um, there was uh, something that I wrote down that she mentioned that one of the kids, um, a blonde hair, blue eye kid, uh, was around her and looked at her and said, "Show me your gum. Show me the color of your gums." And like she didn't understand why any why would anybody ask somebody that? Like, his and mom then, and daddy are part of the plan, sweetheart. Because what exactly, what, so what five year old? So they give you things to look out for when you're looking for a nigga. Like, <laughs> like yeah, what five-year-old is telling people, let me see your gums? His, his yeah. parents are part of the Aryan Nation. You can't tell Real me otherwise. Shit. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> I, just, I just don't know what five-year-old. I don't know what kindergartner shows up and tells the others to show them right, your right. gums. Like, he got that from somewhere. So, right. congratulations. We found the, the, the one racist family in Woodstock, apparently. And the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, do, are we at the part where she's like, because I don't know how it kind of jumps like from her being little to her, like her bar mitzvah, her bar mitzvah. Yeah. So mm. she th- she says that they're having a grand old time at this bar mitzvah, and she mm-hmm. says that a church elder walks up to her and her mom and says, and I quote, "It's so nice to have an Ethiopian Jew in our present. So nice." So nice. And I just wrote <laughs> with a bunch of question marks because I mean, right, like because Ethiopian Jews are like top they're like top flight Jews. Jews. Yeah. Like they're like the OG like Jews. So like definitely she, a compliment, but she's right. also like I'm not black. What the fuck are you who's in Ethiopia? Like, who's an Ethiopian Jew girl? Who are you talking about? Right. And the mom didn't say shit. And that's didn't the part say anything. Mom, like, that is no. definitely the theme of this: is that Peggy don't say shit. She don't. Peggy, Peggy don't know shit about shit. Peggy is the one you want to do crimes with. Exactly. She, she never heard that nigga before. Peggy the bitch to do crimes with. It's or if me. you do the crime, you can tell Peggy because Peggy don't know nothing about nothing. Peggy don't know Beats shit. Me. Beats okay. me. Sorry, I don't. I can't. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> and you know what? Though? What's crazy is like to 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 make sure that she could cover up the lie as much as possible. Mm-hmm. She she involved this nigga in their life. This nigga was at family dinners. Pause. Pause. Yep. Right, but yep. But yep. But yep. Okay. All right. So. Bar mitzvah happens. We get that weird comment, and she's like, mm, "Sis, I'm not Ethiopian Jew." Um, okay, so now she's uh, she goes to high school, right? Uh, or she's this in high when, school, and the black girls because up yes. until this point, Lacey has 
been surrounded by white people. And that's it. If, if you have lived under a rock or if you listen to this and you are white and if you are, I'm so sorry, because I don't know what you're here for, but <laughs> to, to, tune in for the things that are not your people. Like, yeah, maybe tune in for the things that are not your people, because I don't want you to be offended. But mm-hmm. what normally happens with white people when we talk about race in America is that they live these lives where they can do what they have essentially done to Lacey. You can live around people who look just like you and you don't ever have to have conversations regarding race because there is no race because everyone looks like you so there's no conversation about race to be had because with white people they don't look at themselves as others they just look at white as the default so there is no conversation to be had about race if you are the default race what are you going to have the conversation about right she goes to high school town over where there are you know, people of other races there that aren't white, and that is when the shit hits the fan because the black people look at her immediately and was like, girl, the jig is up, bitch. What, what argued? Like, Why are you always walking with these white girls? Like, what is your issue? Like, well, hello, hi. Like, where's the black kids? Like, talk, who are you? Like, like, come <laughs> talk to us. Blink your eyes three times if you need help or assistance. If you need help, because, like, yeah. they, and they it's, really crazy. Get- it's crazy because when you think about it, it's like, you ever been in a situation and you see somebody doing something foolish and you like, yo, you're either old enough or smart enough to know that, you know, or this is just common sense. It shouldn't be happening. And in mm-hmm. that in that situation, <clears throat> these these people who grew up knowing that they black are literally looking at her like she's a sellout. And she literally is in a, a, a time war, not even a time war, but like a twilight zone to where she ain't even trying to be fake. You know what right. I'm saying? And but And like, that's the thing is that they didn't know that her fucking family... It wasn't her trying to right. pass off as white. Right. It wasn't anything like that. It was her family being so fucking ignorant to the fact that she was black. Yeah. Like, and not knowing that that's like a whole other thing that you definitely have to address. Like, they just continued to sweep that part of her under the rug. And and, and this is the first to, time that she's had to like face it. Yeah. I mean, and she to told- piggyback to piggyback VJ point. Like, there's nothing. They they all white, so there's nothing to talk about. So mm-hmm. you don't even know that in the black community, race amongst ourselves is a thing. So you, she's now thrown into this world and she's like, what the fuck just happened? You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. Which I just so, I put in my notes, like side note, because it was super weird to me because this is where we get all the interviews with like her family members and they're saying weird shit like, well, you know, when I would tell people I was going to hang out with my friend Lacey, they'd be like, oh, the black girl. And they'd be like, no, she's not black. Is she she's adopted? <laughs> yeah, like they the were saying, like, every other white person, aside from the ones she knew, were like. Right. Really? Exactly. And I'm like, damn, like, how fucking, like, brainwashed were these people? Because it's like, but I, I guess on their side, they're like, as kids, they're like, well, like, I see her dad and I see her mom, like. And I know her mom was pregnant, like so. Like, and it never, everybody right, knows her mom was pregnant. She's not adopted, like right. And she grew up in it. She, I mean, she was born in '77. So we're talking about people that kind of grew up in a space where you still, like, you didn't have those conversations. And if mm-hmm. somebody got cheated on, because I mean, you just kind it. of, you just, kind you just of, don't. You just stop sleeping with him, right? Right. right, like if your husband's cheating on you and he gets an outside baby, you either welcome the outside baby 
or and the and the original and the other mama just don't have a baby, or you know, we just he has another family and we don't acknowledge them. Like you just mm-hmm. didn't talk about it. It's not that it didn't happen, but it was uncouth to have those discussions. You didn't make and, yeah, private yeah, and matters. And divorce wasn't a thing. Right. You didn't make private matters public and you didn't get divorced. It didn't matter what the fuck was going on. Right. Well, so, Lacey's <laughs> parents got divorced. Because Robert was sick of her shit, and I'm gonna be real. I mean, but we're we're, like, we're past her bar mitzvah. It happened around when she oh, was okay. like 16. 16, yeah. Um, her mother, they say, was extremely extremely affected, and I'm trying to figure out why. Because it like, was her fault. Like that's some wild shit to me. Like you, people make jokes about women not taking accountability, but Peggy is like queen bitch of no accountability. Like this is this was wild to watch unfold. Like normally you can mm-hmm. be sympathetic to somebody, but it was very hard to be sympathetic to Peggy because all of this is her fucking fault. Like all of this mm-hmm. is your fault, and you're being the most delusional person. And mm-hmm. what's sad is everyone else around her just allowed her to live in this delusion, regardless mm-hmm. of how shitty it was to everyone else. They were like, fuck it, we'll ride with it. Like, why? Why are we? Because Peggy, because Peggy riding with it. So we're gonna ride like, with damn, it. Like, damn, that was Peggy Queen at the time, point though, to where we can't say nothing. <laughs> but at a, at a time though, when that's that's their kid and it's a kid, how do you come to this kid and tell her that your protectors, the people who love you, that have told you and made you believe you white, they lying to you. You got well, they probably should have started there, so no, but what I'm I saying mean, is even, even if you want to have that conversation. You gotta mm-hmm. pick and, pick and choose the time, and unfortunately, is because this I ain't gonna front. Even after watching it and seeing it and believing that everything she went through is true, it's still highly weird to me that she accepted herself as white. You know what I'm saying? But again, because I didn't go through that shit, so I, 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 say, say, I, I feel like for us, it's hard for us to say because we have like we've. I feel like we've maybe all experienced some pretty white spaces. But when we're talking about like growing up, like I don't think that we really were void of other black people. Like, so I don't know how fucking delusional you could get when literally you've never seen anybody else that looks like you. True. Like if you just, right. And you're being told this lie that you just look like this person that's dark skin. This person is dark skin like you. See, your grandpa, you know, your great grandpa just looks like you and you just recessive genes. Because I mean, let's be honest, we've seen some recessive genes do some wild motherfucking shit. Mm -hmm. Like some wild shit. Mm-hmm. You'll never know what you're going to get because Halsey's ass is half black. And if you told me that it was a nigga in Halsey's family, I would have called you a lie. So <laughs> what is the one that does prison break? What is Wentworth Miller? You would have told me that man was black. I would have been very oh, nigga, I still don't know if I believe that. Like I know He's half saying. of a black man. Slash. Yeah. You Slash is half of a black man. So I'm just saying sometimes genetics do some weird shit. So some weird shit. If you've been raised around white, I mean, even with black people, if you've been in, you know, predominantly white spaces, even if you have been the only black person in these spaces growing up, you still go home. Yeah, you still exactly. go home to other black to people. other you black people, black families. So you but are code switch, but you still know what being black is. She doesn't have any frame of reference for she what it is. Have any fucking home. frame of reference? Yeah, she knows That's zero true. black people. So to her, she's just white. <laughs> Man. Like she just, I mean, she doesn't have anything. Like at least when we go home, we get to just, you know, you take off your your, your white face or whatever, and and you know, it's, take it's off nigga time. Yeah. Like when <laughs> she go back to being a nigga, she just, you know, she don't know what to go she back. Didn't to. Get, she didn't have that luxury. But um, so after her parents separated, she mentioned that she was always she only identified herself as her, their kid. Right. And so now that they were separated, she felt like she didn't have a space to like 
being. Um, then she meets Matt, her high school boyfriend. Matt, the realest one in this whole situation. So the shout whole out Matt. realest one. Matt, shout out to you, sir, because you was the only person operating with any fucking sense, and you were a child, and you were the only person operating with any fucking sense in this situation. Real shit. He was so, like, That's, I understand what you say. I understand what you're telling me, girl, about you being white or whatever, but let but me tell like, you, somebody bitch, who's half white, that's not. As, a, as a nigga, like. <laughs> as, as, as your boyfriend and as a black man or biracial man, let me tell you that you two are also a biracial person and you need to go talk right, to your parents. Right. Some is, right. yeah, somebody's right. lying and somebody ain't who they say they are. <laughs> like, listen, girl, I hate to call I hate to call your mom and daddy a liar, but your mom and daddy Somebody lying. That nigga was like, that nigga said, look at me. Now look at my parents. Now look at now you. Look at you. Now look, look at your parents. Right. Now look at me. Now look at your parents. <laughs> look at us looking like each other. And look at your mom and dad. <laughs> and so he's half white, half black. And people even say while they're dating, you guys look like y'all related. Brother and sister. And they do. And they, they did. did. They did. <laughs> and they do. They did. <laughs> um, and uh, this nigga Matt says something so funny. And he was like, yo. And like Lacey's explaining like how like that was just the story in her family. And he's like, yo, white people believe anything. Like, and I know because I I be around white people. <laughs> oh, wow. That was the funniest shit, yeah. Nigga, he I really mean, but he was, me I mean, but he was just being honest because and I think that is that white people, not all of y'all, God bless for the three of y'all to listen to this, but <laughs> <laughs> so not all of you, but right. I, I can certainly see that. I, I feel think like the white, three that are here know who the fuck we're talking about. Like <laughs> I feel like I feel like white people get again, they get to exist in this default space where if something does not jive with their spirit, we shall say, they're able to explain it away in whatever way they want to to make it, you know, palatable for them. And who's gonna It's because gonna they them? they exactly they don't have like the there's not going to be any pushback. You know what I mean? but, exactly, they can believe whatever the fuck they want to because they're white. Yeah. <laughs> you can believe that shit literally because you're white. You can live in a delusion and because you are white and the default, it is okay for you to be delusional. The rest of us yeah. cannot afford to live in delusion. Exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately. And and you you is the you being white also says that you're okay with forcing your delusion onto somebody else, regardless of how this is about to impact this person's life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You See, know that, that it's possibly going to be negative as shit, and you still like, ah, well, it for me, for me to feel safe and sleep at night, I'm going to just keep telling her she's white. I don't give a fuck what happens to her mental psyche, her health, her interactions within society at all, as long as I'm okay. You know what I'm saying? So, so Lacey's got her family telling her she's white, Matt's like, bitch, take another look. <laughs> and then she and then she wants to go to Georgetown. She gets to the application. We all are familiar. Check your ethnicity. Right. She, with all of the questions and all of the things that Matt were saying that made absolute sense, she checks nothing. Um, a lot of applications um, sometimes have you submit a picture. When you do that, they make a determination. If you don't check nothing, they're going to make a determination based on that photo that you send in. So this is the first time ever in life Lacey is identified as a black person. The first time ever. Georgetown had to tell her 
that she was black, y'all. Georgetown. Yep. Georgetown University had to tell, hey girl. Georgetown. <laughs> I just hey girl, you black. And when you get here, you might want to you might want to talk to the Black Student Alliance. <laughs> Listen, and they sent and they sent her a cute little letter and was like, Hey girl, there's five of us here. We'd like to make you six. Come on through. Come on through. <laughs> we'll, have pizza, we'll have pizza and pot. Can't wait to meet you. You'll know when you see us because everyone else is white. Congrats. <laughs> we'll be the black people. We'll be the black people. You'll know. People, people who like don't know too much about this area, they know that like Patrick Ewing and Allen Iverson went there. They like, oh, it's gotta be a black school. Boo -boo. No, no, they just needed those the, niggas to hoop. Like, the black people, it is a, it is a white. They need those niggas to be niggas. It's a white school in the hood, and your best bet is to make sure you stay your ass on campus. <laughs> nigga, nigga, stay there. Don't go after dark. You think you want to jog around the neighborhood? Think again. Wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> you know. That? neighborhoods that's like two lefts away from million dollar homes and they yep. still don't go over there that's mm -hmm. georgetown that's, that's georgetown you don't Very you accurate. don't be over there unless you go to school there you need to be there like you need to be right. on campus there's no reason to just be in the georgetown area area <laughs> so lacy so lacy ass on campus with the six black people um, and then we get some like footage of them sitting in the room talking to each other. We know you you notice it's not a lot of just black people. We get a lot of international students that make up the black population. I was gonna say that's interesting, and I don't know if it's because that's how white Georgetown is. But like, um, I was a part of black student organization at University of Nevada Reno, very and again very white school. Um. But it was I was looking around their room and I was like, damn, it's still not really black people. Like it's it's like other ethnicities, but like our BSO was black. Like it was like, please save us from all of this caucasity. Like this is the room we come to to fucking decompress and be our black ourselves. Like we fucking went on trips and shit. But I was just like interested. I was like, damn, like we were actually like not like discrediting Georgetown's BSA. But I'm saying that at UNR, like we were, it was like real, like safe space, like like all the like, because it was so white, like. But over there was like more international. That's yeah, like area though. Well, I mean, yeah. it is, but I mean, with a lot of the larger schools, you do get a lot of their black population or people that they would identify as black. That's a black. lot of them are international students. Mm -hmm. Um. True indeed. So. We've had niggas from the Bronx and fucking uh, the Bay Area and shit. <laughs> so what we find out from Lacey about this experience is the thing that most people who are not black or well, in her case, we're going to say not black because she didn't know she was black till five minutes ago. But <laughs> so she she gives the type of, she gives me the type of answers that you get from white people who hang mm -hmm. out with black people. They just made me feel really welcomed and I just felt like this is where I was supposed to be and these were my new friends and my family. Right. And so so I'm just going to time out just a second from this podcast and I just want to make this PSA to you. White people. Okay, go ahead. Just white people. Just I just want to make this very clear to you. I don't want you to watch this and think that you were invited to the Black Student Alliance or to the cookout <laughs> because a lot of you think that if you like can wobble really good, we'll invite you and let you have a plate. And that's not we're true. All right. Like we're good. 
Like it's full over here. And I just want to clarify that before y'all get any ideas about this lady because she you keep, is you keep black. grilling your, your hot dogs and your burgers and getting foot loose at your own look at your own function. <laughs> at the white student alliance or the clan rally or Lowe's or whatever, y'all. I think which Where side note, I have conspiracy theory that I think the clan meets at Lowe's on Saturday mornings, but we'll get into that later. Um, I'm gonna check that out. <laughs> I'm gonna check that out next week. <laughs> I, feel like, I, feel like I feel like that's the that's the new age clan rally. They just all get up at 7 a.m. and go to Lowe's. And they, um, they, it's because too many blacks and Mexicans own homes now. And Depot. Go to home Depot. Like yeah, the, the blacks and Mexicans go to Home Depot. So Lowe's is like their refuge. That, that's their refuge. But hey, um, time out, time out, real quick. The Home Depots y'all grew up around when y'all was kids. Did they have hot dog stands? Uh, the, well, the one right here does, or does sometimes. Okay. Our Smiths has a, but like, honestly, if I'm going to go get a hot dog at, outside of a fucking building, I'm definitely going to the Smiths, the little grocery store that we have up here. Cause it'd be a nigga all the time. And he have all beef hot dogs and his shit is real legit. Like, okay. shout out to you, hot dog guy. I don't know what your name is, but. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Love you. Love you so much. <laughs> um, so I can't say because we where I grew up, like I my earliest recollection of Home Depot is when they built it and I was like 15. So oh, okay, no, no. <laughs> like I'm saying back home in Chicago, we niggas definitely did could not have a Home Depot just in the hood. Like <laughs> I don't know, there was no Home Depot in the hood, it was like in the city, like the suburbs, like really on the borderline to where you could be like as soon as you go outside Detroit, you're a Home Depot parking lot. Like, because <laughs> like they knew they were like, like you can't put it there, but like two inches over. You know these niggas gonna be still on fucking plywood and shit. Niggas, they have it on fucking one hundred and third, nigga. What? <laughs> All the copper piping gone. <laughs> <laughs> The scrapyard is gonna be like niggas go away. It's too much. <laughs> We're good. We're cool. Yo, I we have for, <laughs> Thank you so much. Don't need me. Um. <laughs> yeah. So they just they the black people welcome her. Which what I mean and it, what it's crazy to me is Lacey is also in denial about some things because she does this complete separation and like compartmentalization of her like life. Like she like lets these black people take her in and she just. Is like fucking. I'm black now. Like Lacey turned that shit off and was like, I'm a nigga now. She doesn't. And then she went home. It was and was doing this in the fu- in, at the church, nigga, right. <laughs> singing you all know, of the fucking. She was ready. <laughs> Anybody know that she she tried to she do had like the Jewish the, prayers ready? She tried to do <laughs> the, the the immediate locks when she found out she was black. She had that rap on. I was like, is she, is she trying to rap? <laughs> you, know, you know that wasn't her. That was one of us. Like, bitch, if you're going to lay down, let me wrap this hair up first. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, she, just, went, she met black people, and Lace was like, this, this is where I need to be. And then she just never mentioned that she was white again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. At this point of the documentary, we're walking, we're talking to her people to convince them that she black. <laughs> Real shit. Yeah, like it's a flip. Like we go from Lacey telling us she's white to Lacey being on a crusade to let everybody know she identifies as a black woman. <laughs> I need you to understand that I identify as a black person. Okay, so let's talk about people's reactions. Because um, that was the best part. <laughs> yes. Well, well, okay, so we got to back up a little bit because so black ass a student alliance, right? And she's right. fucking turning it up and, and Cupid shuffling and all that shit. And then she goes home after the first year and she's like, all right, bitch, Peggy, have a seat. I got to ask you some fucking questions. Because the niggas at school is telling me I'm a nigga 
And bitch, I don't know what the fuck is to think about this. Right. So she fucking sits down and asks Peggy, like, yo, like, who the fuck, what is happening? Who am I? And then she admits that her father is a man named Rodney. Rodney, just so how many Rodneys y'all know be white and Jewish? I wait. (laughs) None. And I was like, damn, that's a nigga name. If you ever heard one, like it was no mistaking. Like, you know, she didn't go make the black man named Nick or Steve. She went and got Right. She okay. can't she can't even pull an Ishmael to make it happen. Look, <laughs> like, like it, it wasn't an Ethiopian Jew, is the point. We're just <laughs> right, right. Nigga. I honestly oh very colorist of me. I definitely thought Rodney was a darker skinned dude, but he wasn't. I did too. I did too um, originally. He was very light skinned dude. To, go ahead. I was gonna say for her to be as dark as she was in some of these photos by comparison, I was definitely expecting Rodney to be darker. So I guess them genetics were in play. Maybe Cecilia and great grandpa. Maybe Cecilia grandpa. It was not related to her at all, but maybe his genes, right. like the ghost of his genes, crept in. I'm going to help you out a little bit, baby. Let me give you some of this. When they first started showing the recordings, uh, like the old school New York playgrounds, and they was on that that dark skinned black dude with the afro for a minute. You I thought was, that was him? I, was that's really I did that's too. Rodney. I was like Rodney. <laughs> I'm like, and he can ball. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out Rodney Rodney's like a basketball scout, a scout, and a ticket scalper, and that's how she knew him. <laughs> like, the, 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 that's how they all knew him. As the, as the, as that nice the Negro man. That nice like, Negro man that gets a Broadway <laughs> tickets. <laughs> <for> <laughs> <us>. <laughs> hey Peggy, call oh your Negro God. friend. Call your Negro friend. Yeah, it was a lie. Which again, they say Woodstock is so liberal, and I guess they got their chance to show it because Leah, because Peggy the Goat had that man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. She oh admits that she admits that Rodney's her fucking dad. Then we have to figure out, okay, but when, right? Because her parents were married in seven. No, she was 68. born in seventy-seven. Yeah. They were born. They in, were married. Uh, parents were married, married in sixty-eight. They moved to somewhere in seventy-two, 72. and then she was born in seventy-seven. 77. And then the, okay. Yeah, then the, and then Mama comes clean towards the end of this, so we gonna put that lump that in here since we here. Because exactly. Lacey was like, I'm going to need the timeline. What's up? How long was y'all tell, doing it? What was going more. on? <laughs> tell me everything. People on the street. Cap, taxi cab taxi confession. So, what, right. what, what are we doing? Tell me all about it. What happened next? Right. And the mama very bashfully is like, yeah, me and Rodney been fucking since 68. Like the whole time. <laughs> A year, before but before marriage. she got married. No, before marriage the entire time. And like the Rodney's Rodney was married, y'all, and Rodney's wife confronted Peggy. Woman and that's woman. how Robert found out something was amiss because slash Rodney Rodney's wife confronted her and tried to slice her face with a with a straight razor, like a real boy. Listen, as a child of a per- per- person that has slashed somebody before, like wow, guys. Um, <laughs> I I had a couple flashbacks. I just hey. kind of shrugged and I was like, 
Hmm. That's what you I got. Did. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know. I didn't have shit for her because I pulled a straight razor on a bitch. So I was like, well, because girl, I listen, love you guys. I'm going to tell you this. And my mom probably won't listen to this. But in the 90s, guys, my mother definitely took a razor blade out and slashed my dad. Like, see, that's what I appreciate about my mother is because my, mother, my dad was being a fuck ass nigga. And instead of doing that to that girl, she just fucking did that to him. And like, I appreciate the realness. Like, she just left her yeah, alone. I mean, like, it's not your issue. She I'm not married to you. Like, Right. She should have slashed yeah, she Rodney. Should've, she should've slashed but Rodney. I feel like she but I feel like Peggy also knew Rodney was married and because she said her and Lady was like good Judy's, like they was kind of like kind of friends. They was kind of cute. She did to get so slashed. I feel like she deserved what she got because she, she knew what was up. So oh, Rodney's shit. wife pulls up, pulls the razor blade out of her mouth, <laughs> and then goes like goes to fucking give her one of those fucking You'll never be well, pretty again, bitch. And she put her hands up. Say, the buck fifty. The 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 buck fifty. You're hundred. You're hundred percent right on that. Um, yeah. she puts her hands up in defense, and she gets sliced up. So she's showing Lacey her little marks or whatever. And then she asks if she told her dad that this happened. And what did she say? She said that Robert said to her, "Whatever you're doing out there, it's Leave over, it and we're just gonna move forward." Except she didn't. Because the slashing happened well before Lacey was even born. Yes. So she got sliced, and the dick was so good. Man's husband, and that dick was so great. She could take the dick was so great. She was like, "Mm, "I'll be faster next time." (laughs) I should have. I should have dodged instead of ducking that time. And now I know. But I'm from Woodstock. I'm not really used to this. <laughs> so now I know that I need to duck and dodge. Duck um, and and dodge. maybe need to do like a left, right, X button. Kick. Try to knock like, that out of her hand, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So she just basically took notes and was like, now I know what to do for the next time. Um, maybe I also should get a razor blade so that I am prepared. Be on a duel. For for because I think she got sliced. That was seventy two. Right, you got to be ready. Hey, niggas, <laughs> niggas what's Luke say? Niggas having their saint just in case the war pops off. You <laughs> Do y'all think that for that lady to get sliced in like seventy two, seventy three, and for them to continue to carry on a, a relationship to seventy seven and probably sometime after, was it infatuation, like jungle fever, or was it actual love? I wish I that we she... would have had an opportunity to talk to Rodney um, because I think I think that she might have loved him, but I think that she also loved how her life was going and needed those things to continue. She needed the acceptance think... of her family. Um, she needed the funds that uh, your boy was bringing in. Robert, and yeah. that's and so I, I wish that we would have had an opportunity to, feel, to see how Rodney felt about it. But I would say that there was obviously some kind of feelings. Like, I'm not about to get sliced up and then, like... And continue. Of, yeah, and continue fucking after I done damn near lost my life. Like, and no. pregnant? You get might be my stomach next. Like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, like, it's a lot. Yeah. So, I mean... Like, like I, have, I have to have it being, been in love. Like... From what I, but I think also she got married not at sixteen, but they got married relatively young, right? Like, and she was already 
whatever she got married in 68 she was already whatever with rodney so i think like she was saying when she was explaining you know i just did what you're supposed to do i don't think she really loved robert i think she grew to love him in that way you care about somebody but i don't think yeah. she was badly in love with robert at any point in this you know how <laughs> you definitely know that to be true is because she never told him the truth like, I think right. she cared about him and cared for him, but I don't think she was in love with him. I think that she probably really did love Rodney, but she knew that that was not going to fly. Rodney, Rodney <laughs> so over she, here scouting kids for friends shit. Like, <laughs> listen, she knew that was she knew that shit wasn't going to fly, so she did what she was expected to do. What white people teach white women to do. Go out and find a white man who is going to provide for you and your children so that you live comfortably. Yeah. And go to the hood and get your back blown out. But, but that is another story of the way people like to call people, call people gold diggers when they do it. But when people oh, yeah, think it's gold digging when we do it. It's gold digging when I want a man to provide for me and my children. But white people teach their kids out the womb. Look, sis, flip that hair, back to my lashes. Go to college, come home with a degree and a husband. Good luck, and God bless. Away with you. <laughs> and if and if, oh, if you have to get pregnant in the middle of it, fuck that degree. Like <laughs> you're get we're come on home, sweetheart. We're gonna call his family. We're gonna make him marry you. Make it count. Yeah, like they don't. Yes. They not saying. Yeah, it's all different. It's a whole different type of situation. They yeah. go to college, they can fuck out of both pants, legs, arm, pits, <laughs> whatever they whatever they gonna do. And then they get married and they forget all that shit ever happened. It never happened, yeah. nobody knows about it. Happened. And away we go. So yeah, she yeah. was fucking Rodney out of both pants, legs, having a grand old time. <laughs> she was in love with Rodney. And her mom and daddy was like, Well, no, girl, that won't work out. And so right. that's why grandma was like, We think you like the niggers. And so we got this white man over here. For <laughs> I got this nigga for you. I got it. We got one. We got this, this nice Jewish boy for you to marry. And I guarantee exactly. that's what it is. She was not trying to hear that shit. And they were like, Girl, no, this, no. But that's what fucked me up about <laughs> the situation because I feel like that she probably, they probably did know. But somewhere for somehow, they liked this nigga, Rodney, because he was around. He was dinners. There were you're there were videos and pictures where he was at the fucking tables with them. Exactly. And it's like if you the cousin, right? So VJ, you the cousin, and you come to fucking Thanksgiving because it's it's the Schwartz's time to fucking host the fucking Thanksgiving, and you sitting there, and yo Jewish cousin is right there, and then a black dude is right there, and you don't like happen to glance at both of them. And be like, that's I mean, where I seen that nose before. Like, right. but that's the thing. They all did that. They every last one of them looked at Rodney and looked at Lacey and were like, "No, nah, that's her daddy." Nobody would open their mouth and say anything. They all knew that because we get the on-screen interviews where they talking about. And they was like, "Yeah, girl, we yeah. know you black. Like, we knew we just you know you wasn't saying that, that you wasn't of... saying you was black, so we didn't." So... <laughs> You ain't saying right. it, so we're not going to say, I to say I mean, you I'm, black. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I, really, I, I mean, and not that they, you know, there's. I don't think that they think there's anything wrong with being black per se. Right. Right. Like, it's one of those things where it's not obviously discernible. So we've grown up, and like they said, well, I never really thought about it. You're just my cousin. You're just Lacey. Right. right. Like, A I don't think it too. ever it ever occurred to them to think anything about it. Like, they prob they noticed it, saw it, registered that that's probably her dad, 
And because Lacey is still sitting there being like, yeah, I'm white. It's like, okay, cool, bitch, you okay, white. Okay, girl, like, are you white right. then? Like, <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I just, you grow, they have known this person since, they, you know, since they were born. They look, again, You, I see your white mom and your white daddy. This the ticket scalper from Brooklyn. So, I mean, if you see that about your daddy, you know what? He's only here to drop off these cat tickets, nigga. Like, like, we're, trying, <laughs> we're trying to see Wicked. Like, I don't, like, I'm not going to fuck up my chance. Like, you're not going to fuck up my chance to see the Knicks. Like, what say, the fuck are we talking not. about here? You say R- Rodney got tickets to cats, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him here. Rodney, Rodney, Rodney. <laughs> Rodney, uh, so you, got you heard you have to eat some cats. Or, or do you like some mashed potatoes and, and potatoes salad with raisins? <laughs> <laughs> you like baby casserole? You like to put the, the crispy onions on top? Right. I, got, I don't like the crispy onions. It's just like, okay, show up at 5.30 instead of 5, and I'll have crispy onions on the raisin. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, they saw, they saw grandma making that raisin potato salad, and damn near smacked it. You know Rodney don't like that shit. Rodney's on his no, way. No. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Give you, he's like, <laughs> he might like because they really like had basically Rodney a play. And I'm and, and that's the Rodney thing, was at the head of the table. Am I tripping? No, you're not. Am I tripping? He was at the head of the table, you guys. And you get these conversations with her relatives, and they all fucking knew. Like that's the part. Like when we when she interviews them earlier, they talked about her like a white person. When she comes back later, and was like, "Well, I identify as black," and they were like, "Girl, about time." Because listen, we knew. We just- <laughs> We've been waiting. I didn't listen. Want to you said call listen, you a black you person, wanted, so you were okay. You wanted to pass, it. and I didn't want to call you a nigga to your face if you didn't want to be a nigga. So I just <laughs> felt like we would keep it quiet. Listen, if Robert would have found it appropriate at any time in life to call his daughter a bitch, it would have been then. Because he wanted to be like, bitch, I knew. What that nigga he said. was like, he, was, he really was like, uh, I can tell but all the things that you like. like basically, you he like was like, you, you like hella sweet. nigga shit. <laughs> like, you're a sweetie. We know you're black. We, we Nobody's... Uh. Like, because the one cousin was like, well, I could kind of tell the race thing was going to be an issue when you... um." With the people you started associating with, then he had to catch himself. Well, not associating with, but you know, when you started kind of identifying yourself differently, like you, you could tell. Like he didn't have a vocabulary to not when you start racist. bringing niggas to the house. <laughs> yeah, but he was like, "Girl, okay, when you got that mix, when you got that black boyfriend that time, like and he then, kept looking at all all of us all crazy. And what was so crazy is they let Matt like come to dinners where fucking Rodney was at, and you know, right, fucking Matt is losing his fucking mind." <laughs> Right, right, because right. He, said, look, he said they were drinking together. They all got fucked up, and then Robert got up the next morning to go for a run. And Rodney was like, "I can't believe he did that." And right. Nick was like, "Bitch, I can't believe I can't believe you here." Nick <laughs> 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 said, "Y'all worried yeah. about the wrong disbelief, baby. You worried about yeah. a run, and you need to be worried about what." <laughs> right. This one, Matt was around a lot. 
Myra's around. He even mentioned he even mentioned when they went to Jamaica or some shit, and she came back with them braids. He's like, "Bitch, you came back with cornrows. It was a little brown." <laughs> and my thing too, like Rodney, like Rodney, you gotta have big balls, nigga, to fall asleep at a nigga's house whose house you've been fucking and got a baby with. Dog, nigga, a, 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 a teenager, like. And you just chill. But I will say this: remember the dad. Like they're all saying this in retrospect after right. it kind of right. came out. Right. But the right, dad right, right, right. was not in on this whole lie. So the dad, no, true. The, Sicilian grandpa. The dad was like Sicilian grandpa. He was like, she's brown, whatever. My grandpa was brown too. Like he's the oh, like it's serious. It's like somebody's having a surprise party, and the person is like genuinely surprised. They don't know shit is going on. Like whatever the that opposite counts. of that is, is what was going on with Robert. Like he was the one. <laughs> Peggy never said anything. Really fucking believe that Sicilian grandpa ass story. Like he brought that shit to the table and bought it. Robert ain't no shit. Himself. I think he made himself believe that because you're not going to tell me as a grown man that you seeing this man enough around your family and looking at this girl and can't tell, you know what I'm saying? And you know for a fact but you again, would have you, to, but you would have to have some type of suspicion or feel something. You, the you know what I mean? The suspicion is when his wife sliced your ass up five, six years ago. But right, or, but or he 20 said, years but ago he, at this point, whatever. Right, but he, you know, he's assuming we're good, everything's great, they're not doing that anymore. Lacey comes along He's saying she looks like Sicilian grandpa. Everybody's just making this nigga saying, yeah, she looks like Sicilian grandpa. But I, again, I think that's just more I feel like you just, I mean, I feel like it's a level of denial, of course. But I mean, at some point you lie to yourself enough, you believe it. And I mean, I that's what I'm looked, saying. Yeah, that's I what I just he, I think he looked at Lacey, looked at this child and wanted desperately to believe that was his child. And that was it. It was not going to be anything else. Right. And after you raise and clothe and feed somebody for 16 fucking years, that's your child. Who gives a fuck? No, like Lacey, Lacey made point to say that after they separated, that her dad did kind of change on her. And I, I, don't, her I don't know if it was. Because... I think dad was trying to sort some shit out because I don't think dad yeah. thought Peggy was going to leave. And Peggy, and I guarantee you, Peggy is the one that initiated the divorce because we don't hear Robert say Robert was unhappy. We hear Peggy say Peggy was unhappy. Right, sure. Peggy left Robert, and Robert is probably sitting here like, "Damn, this fucked up, bitch." I stayed with you when you was out here getting sliced and diced, and you still left. Right, like I think I think he was really in a place of hurt. I do, I, and I think also when your parents divorce and you're in that impressionable impressionable age, she was already dealing with self esteem issues and whatever else. So I think some of this is kind of like unreliable narrator shit because mm-hmm. she's like mm-hmm. a 16 year old going through some other shit. So she's saying her dad is like. Not fucking with her, but I think her dad is still dealing with some deep emotional adult trauma that don't got shit to do with Lacey. Yeah, right. Like, I think even, he's really dealing even, with some shit that don't got shit to do with Lacey, and she just kind of took it as maybe it like it's about yeah. her. I mean, because I, I mean, because you got to think too, like when, once, once, once she turned 16 and he found out the actual truth, not only is the thing uh, he did it, who told him the truth, Peros? Well, remember, he's her, uh, his friend was like, he told her around her 16th birthday. My whole life has been a lot, and that's when that's when the divorce started. But Peggy never verbally said. Peggy never verbally said it. But and I but and, and remember, the only reason that this shift happened at sixteen was because her the way she started to look. Right. She started because I remember how we say our niggas used to start to look like somebody, and then they don't like yeah. that's 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 why that's that's why the rift happened. It wasn't because Peggy was a real ass bitch or nothing. Oh, like, of course, right. But but at the same time, it's like. 
when you when you sit in there, I'm and I'm just looking at it from from a father, and mm-hmm. like if somebody was to tell me on on my son's 16th or a little bit past his 16th, and I find out he not mine, mm-hmm. it, it it really is the thing of damn. Not only have I been believing it, but in his sense, if he felt like he had to lie to himself to believe it, and then uh-huh. that's his only child. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That plays with his psyche. So when she wanted to talk, and he like, nah, I ain't, I can't talk about this right now. I felt mm-hmm. him, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? With some issues, and she's relating it to be specifically about her. And I think it is more so the level of betrayal in his marriage and less to do with Lacey being black. I, it, right. it, Lacey could have been white. And had he found out this, it still would have been the it same level of betrayal. Right. Right. So and, I know what I'm saying. Right. saying. I think she just was, she was going through identity and self-esteem issues and the divorce expounded that. So she's mm-hmm. using that to be like, oh, my dad didn't want to fuck with me. And I was like, girl, I think your dad needed a therapist and a whole bunch of other shit. And having to like try to talk to you about your shit was not at, at top of mind. It wasn't personal, no girl. To piggyback your point, you're right, because if he walked away from the, the slicing in 72 and believed just wholeheartedly that that shit was totally over, to now get to this point, your mama leaving me, and then I gotta find out that you this niggas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you right now. I love you, but yeah, I got to deal with some shit. That's real. How do you have a legit? How do you have a conversation with your child about that when you are not in a good headspace? Like, I don't mm-hmm. think you can. And I, I mean, and I'm not a parent, but I think that is even like with my own parents. I like my dad is a much more level-headed person, and my mom is a more passionate person. And so you can kind of see that difference in parenting. You have those parents who are emotional parents. And they don't wait until they kind of have dealt with whatever their high emotions are before they bring that and put it on you. And I think as a parent, you kind of have to be conscious about not dumping your feelings on your child when you're trying to have a conversation with them. You can be upset and mad, but not dump on your kid. And I I mean, Mm -hmm. and I, in a way, can applaud him for being like, look, girl, this is not. (laughs) <laughs> I just I'm not in a good space to be able to do this with you. And that's shitty and I get where she's coming from wanting to have that conversation, but mm-hmm. what she wants the man to do, yell and black out at her? Like, or does she want to wait till he can actually talk to her? Like, right. Which this right. all this all goes back to what y'all both pointed on. Peggy don't want to, because at this point you got this nigga all stressed out, your daughter need fucking answers, and you still made one of the worst comments I've ever heard anybody say. If I'd have cheated with a white man, none of this would have ever came out. Bitch, that's no. Like, <laughs> but that's the, she was so determined to just keep it a secret. And that's the part that killed me about it, too. Like, she, there's no accountability. Like, I'm not sorry for what I did. I'm not sorry I fucked up my marriage. I'm not sorry that I caused you all this grief and you had to pay hundreds and thousands of dollars in for, for therapy sessions that you taped. Like, fuck all of that. Like, you're here, girl, and that's all that matters. And the rest of it, I would do it again. Like, <laughs> I would ruin all of this all over again. I would burn all this down again for you, Lacey. Like, it's I'll not blow the place it all you think it is, sweetheart. Like, it's not the place you think it is. It's like, it was a lot. Day, regardless, to, it, 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 even if she, like, for real, just had the chance to do it all over and still fucked it up, at some point, it's just all about taking accountability. Like, like, at first, when I watched this and I watched it twice, I ain't even like, I, I always was like, damn, she's a shitty person. But just now sitting here talking to y'all and for real talking about it, it's like, like, bitch, you owe a lot of people an apology. 
You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of fucking people. Girl, like, she owes the of, entire fucking family one. Everybody. The old town of Woodstock, bitch. You <laughs> had these people complicit in these bullshit ass lies. These people was willing to just because they didn't want to hurt Lacey and Robert. These people were willing to just be like, well, you know how Peggy is. Because even the, the aunt <laughs> or the friend or whoever was, she was like, well, you know how Peggy is. You know, if she wants something to believe or she doesn't want it to be, then she just ignores it's it just, and it just isn't. Right. And, and I was like, like the fact that y'all would just her. be like okay with that behavior from a grown woman is insane. Not but, at all. But you know what I that just, made me feel like is that they they seem like they may be that prominent family in their town. And you know, sometimes that prominent nigga, you just we're not gonna say nothing to Mr. Jones because you know that's the richest nigga in town or, or the most <laughs> or, or think about the, the head nigga in your family, like the patriarch in your family, or the, the most respected uncle, whoever. Sometimes when bullshit go on, you don't want to rock their boat too much. And I feel mm -hmm. like that's what their family was, because it's like there were so many men that even admitted, like, yeah, we knew. But mm -hmm. how you ain't go to your man's and be like, bro, you know what I mean? So just from that just standpoint, it's just want to let that shit rock. White folks. Yeah, Rodney died. <laughs> so uh Lacey turns like right before Lacey turns 30, Rodney dies, and Lacey and oddly enough, Peggy also Peggy goes to the funeral. And I don't know if Peggy is there to be emotional support for her daughter, if Peggy's there because Peg because of Peggy's own whatever, and uh, maybe Lacey's there for emotional support. Not sure. Uh, how that goes. I, I really I was like, well, which is it, girl? Because who's True there shit. for emotional support? <laughs> who's really hurt by this? It's because it seemed like it was Peggy. And I'm be real honest with you. The other part that really struck me is like she's Lacey's like, oh, I'm trying to find my blackness in myself, right? So she mm -hmm. finds out Rodney is her dad. She has the space between when she finds out and Rodney dies that she could spend time with Rodney and meet her other siblings. Mm -hmm. And so she hangs out with him a few weekends and I guess like meets the other, what is the other sibling's name? Kristen, the one that's closest in age yeah. to her. Yeah, and she's like, well, yeah. I don't feel connected to them and they feel like strangers. And then she just doesn't try anymore. Yeah. Did anybody else think that was weird? Like maybe it's not me and I get that they're strangers, but if you, if your whole goal here is to know yourself and figure some things out, like why wouldn't you try harder to get to know them? Like it feels like she gave a bare bit of effort like I mean, it just feels like she gave a bare minimum effort, and when she didn't immediately feel like that, like a warm, fuzzy fucking feeling, like, whoa, niggas, like, then she was like, well, fuck it, I'm not fucking with you. She's white, nigga. It's the white part of her. That's the white part, and I ain't even trying to throw shade at white people, that's literally what it is. I didn't get my way. I don't feel like I should have to put any effort to, y'all should be chasing me. I didn't do this to myself. Y'all should be chasing me. That's the white part, because no bitch, your mama should be chasing them to get them to chase you. You and you grown. Let's stop. Okay. Or just come in and just be like, look, like, I don't know who I am, y'all. Help me. Like <laughs> I mean, the people go through that that aren't mixed race, who aren't there yeah. are people with, with it's white people with families where they find out the daddy is not who they thought it was and they gotta go try to blend families. It's black people that gotta go blend families. She's not the only person that's ever found out that she had some other siblings or she's a, like she's not the only person. So it just was wild to me that she just gave like minimal effort. Well, I was living in New York and he was living in New York and I spent two weekends hanging out with him. Well, you're almost you're, you're like 25. Like, how is 
two weekends of spending time with a man that you don't know or you just know him as a family friend who scalped Nick's ticket. Like, how is that going to be enough? Like, you didn't try. She hung out with the sister. The sister tried to be nice and accepting. Well, I just don't feel any connection to these people. Well, you aren't going to. Like, that that would have taken probably another... I was like, yes, that was going to take some time, girl. And two weekends with your daddy at the park, what are you going to do? Not at all. I think it was worth it. Yeah, no time. Right. <laughs> um, so was gonna meet him and it was gonna be like, Oh, you're the joy of my life, and I've been pining away for the all these years, and I couldn't be your dad. Like I really felt like she expected this nigga to like drop to his knees and cry because it's because she used to having a white daddy and black daddy just be like, All right, well, I'm here now, so what's up? Like <laughs> I mean, and, and, and again, like, what was he? Su- I mean, but again, what was he supposed to do? I've been there the whole time. I knew I was your dad. Oh, cause he even said to um to Peggy at one point, like that kid looks just like me, like. Right, but yeah. again, what can you do if a motherfucker is telling you that's not your baby? True. You saying the baby right. looked like me? She's saying, nah, he got a Sicilian great grandfather. That's who she looks <laughs> like. That's not your baby. And then you got six other mouths to feed. I'm not gonna, okay, white bitch. I'm not gonna run you down for this baby. Cool. So, Lee <laughs> Rodney dies, right? Yeah. And then this is a, probably the next time that she's around her siblings. She sits in the front row with everybody. Her mother and some family members are behind them. Um, Which and she was wild to me. And she was like, well, if they knew, they never said anything. Well, baby, they at the funeral. They know. They knew. Like, I don't know they if knew. they knew, sweetie. I don't know how this if keeps jumping up here. Everybody knew, but they you know. and Robert. <laughs> Everybody knew what you were Robert, sweetie. They all knew. They, they would not have been there if they didn't know. Hey, Peggy's like, hey, um, come with me to this black man's funeral. Like, <laughs> Rodney got y'all that many tickets that y'all like, <laughs> <I> got <it. laughs> Y'all got to see Phantom of the Opera and Cats and Wicked. So many remember how he remember how he pulled those fucking clutch tickets for fucking cats, nigga? You better bring your ass. Listen, black ass Rodney funeral. Remember that time we got to see Brent? Like we got (laughs) twice. (laughs) Grandma came home one night sad. Thought she was like she was gonna have to tell the family bad news. She came through the door. They like Mama Rodney got us tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that nice Negro who used to get us those tickets? Well, he died, so we're gonna come with me. No, no. Like, Lacey yeah. asked went up to that casket and kind of peered her head over that casket and was like, <laughs> <laughs> This nigga. Lacey looked at that casket and was like, Huh, all right. And then Peggy up there. Peggy up there. That was, that was her boo, nigga. Like Lacey's reasoning for making this documentary is because she said that she couldn't feel she was getting married, right? 
but right. she wasn't going to feel super comfortable blending herself into another family until she came and reconciled with the things that her original family, the sins that they have, <laughs> that they have sinned against her nigga. Like, and Which so is- she gets married. And are we surprised as a black guy? Oh no, she was saying that she didn't. She wouldn't feel comfortable. She was like, and she's like, I, she's like, I didn't want to have kids because I didn't want to have to bring them home to, to the family and be like, remember, uh, Grandpa doesn't know that Grand- Mom's black. <laughs> that Granddaddy doesn't know Mommy's black. So black. I don't remember not to bring that up. Like, don't bring, up, no. don't bring up how he'd be listening to Ice Cube on on Sundays to clean up. Like, <laughs> he's, never, he's never eaten Kool Aid out of the corner of a plastic bag mixed with sugar. <laughs> Bring that shit up. Yeah, it was wild. Like she just, I don't know. Yeah, and so she has this conversation with Robert. They finally do get to kind of talk about things, and he was just like, "No, she never told me. We never talked about it." And he was like, "Even to this day." And it's like Lacey was like, to me, it felt like she was really pressing the fuck out of him for some answers he didn't have. Like I really felt like she was pressing the fuck out of Robert, and she was like very. Like, I get she was, like, going through shit, but I feel like she was super inconsiderate of this man's feelings. Like, what the fuck yeah. do you want him to do? He's in, he's technically in the same boat as you, bitch. Like, except like he, he knew, but he didn't know. Like, right. Like, he didn't have no more answers than you had, girl. He had suspicions, the same ones you had. <laughs> at least you had yeah. three, at least you had three black people in your corner to be like, girl, I don't know. Something is up. He ain't had nobody telling him nothing was up right. until you so you Georgetown real, didn't like, give him no heads up. Like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like you, girl, you filled out the college application and you didn't check shit. They just was like, okay, nigger, come here. Like <laughs> and, after, and after all of that, Peggy had to went and bar miss for dancing her ass off with no goddamn accountability. <laughs> so we go to Lacey's wedding and she marries a black guy. Um, both of her parents, what? What I know, y'all not gonna tell me I'm the only one that was sitting there like it's about to be a Chad, it's about to be a oh, yes, yes, it's a nigga. I definitely thought it was about to be like one of these niggas. Like, <laughs> no, I thought it was black because there were black people in the like front. Remember at the very beginning when she like they, oh, they, yeah, the they very, were very beginning. Front. That's why I was like, okay, well, yeah, I guess he's black. We know that's not her family. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's not her family. But then also, I was kind of like, well, he must be black because she's doing an awful lot of, like, I'm black. I'm black. So at the end of it, she got to, like, she got to complete the black ass black, But it was very Rachel Dolezal. Like, I am black. Look at me. Look at me. Look how different I look. When I met y'all, all I needed was your name. There was no motherfucking thought that you weren't black. This nigga's like, hi, my name's Lacey. I'm black as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's overcompensating, yes, and hopefully she, as she gets older, she'll move, or she's kind of I actually saw you. some pictures. They have, like, kids and shit. Well, amen to her. Like, hopefully she's moved past that shit. Because she just, yeah, she was like, I am black as fuck. I am blackity black. Believe that I'm black. black. Yeah, take it but from both me. Both of it's her like, parents were her. Both of her parents were there. Here, I'm gonna show a picture true. so you guys can see Lacey's family. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, the both of her parents were there. Both of them gave her away, and like you said, it was interesting. I thought that they did a very good job of blending the two things. Like Biggs was doing a cha cha slide, yep. and then they was doing it like the little like raise you up in the air, like. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they stopped. They stepped on the. They broke the glass at the wedding. They broke the I saw glass. That. 
So they tried to blend everything together. And then she was saying that she wasn't going to, she was going to change her name from Schwartz. And I was like, well, girl, what was you going to change it to? Right. But the way that she, mm -hmm. what she said at the end was that Schwartz being the Jewish name, and it literally means black. It was perfect for her. Oh, Which was perfect. Her. So there's her little family. He looked like a Jewish white woman. She does. Say, okay, so That's because everybody around her black now. Like girl, I'm just saying, she did all this hooping and hollering to just to come out and getting so older and look like, like her goddamn mama. Like she did all the hooping just look like her mama after all this. She looked like fucking piggy. You're doing she all doing of this like just to She all did all this. that hooping and hollering and chest banging to come out looking like fucking Peggy. Girl, she still look like Peggy. Yep, she still definitely look like Peggy. Just pale okay. as she can be, not in the sun or what? nothing. Girl, you don't go back to Jamaica and get them braids or lay out or something. Girl, that nigga, that nigga, ah! no I wish my lady, like, girl, nigga, he looked like an Ethiopian Jew. That's the lady, that's the lady. <laughs> he he did. I, I cannot disagree with this. <laughs> he looked like the Ethiopian Jew here, not her. She just looks like a Jewish woman. You all so, ever seen Slow Burn? Uh-uh. There's a movie based in Chicago with like Macau Pfeiffer, LL Cool J, uh, Tay Diggs, some other people. And it's mm -hmm. the, the the whole movie though is that this white chick looks like her. And so she plays black during the day and white during the night. But she she's playing both sides of the fence. If y'all ain't never seen it, I was gonna say that's probably where they got the inspiration for the movie, because this shit is fucking crazy. But interesting. Yeah, anyhow. But she gets married in a tent, Sarah, in a tent. And her dress is ugly, and I everybody oh, had on and I mean we here now. Like Lacey pissed me off because I'm be honest. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? he shed a thug tear at the end. And honestly, the only person I was sad for the entire time was Robert and Rodney because Lacey was out here acting real fucking white lady about demanding that someone acknowledge her blackness. Like girl, <laughs> she caring in her blackness. But she didn't like she, she was, was very caring about her blackness, huh? She didn't know she was acting white in a black world. Once she got to a black community, she didn't even. But you know, the only reason. So, I, like I said, I did kind of shed the thug there. It was more for Robert, but at the same time, what I really, in the sense of like having emotions towards Lacey, it wasn't about what she. It kind of was about what she went through, but me really, I really was just on the mental shit. Like, I hope she can come out of this and not fucking crack. Like, that's really got to be some heavy shit to deal with. You know what I'm saying? It's like being in a box. And like that M. Night Shyamalan movie where them people thought they was living in the 1400s and the whole time on the other the side village. Of that The village, nigga. The, 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 the beginning the of village. the end for M. Night Shyamalan, yeah. It is. yeah. What the fuck are we doing, bro? So, you know, only from that point. But other than that, yeah, it's like you're being real caring this in the Keisha world, bitch. I'm going to need you to chill the fuck out. I mean, that's the thing. Like, remember, she's talking to the two friends, and they was both looking at her like, girl, what? Like, they were talking to her, but you could kind of see in their eyes, they was like, Girl, yes, okay. my racial is still black, right? <laughs> like, they were just looking at her like, okay, what the fuck do you want us to do? Like, cry as a fucking river, bitch. You black, you here now. What you want us to do? And the girl was like, okay, can we get just my party now? Like, they really right. didn't. Like, they, she had them on camera, and they was like, we don't want to fucking talk about this. Girl, like, you black give two You black, you here now. Girl, can we get dressed? I'm trying to go shake my ass. It's fine. <laughs> they was not. They were not enthused. They like did not give a fuck, and I think that's really indicative of black people. Like I, we don't have time to sit up here and bemoan and cry and whine about race and the way we're treated in America. We don't have fucking choice. You just get up and deal with it. Like we just go through the day, and we just got to keep it moving. 
And that's really what they were like, okay, what the fuck do you want us to do? I do want to Basically. say one thing before we close out, though. Yep. Lacey, if you see this, I am so happy that you found your blackness. But I can, I'm pretty sure I can speak for my sisters. As niggas who have come up as niggas, there's not one nigga that knows about this side that would have made the choice you made. But hey, bitch, welcome on. <laughs> no niggas about to be like, send me to the niggas. No. Send me to the hood. <laughs> I would have just brought my niggas to my white shit. Thank like you. Like, oh no, we white over here. Like, <laughs> yeah, she was like, oh, I just started secretly meeting with Rodney's family. Why? <laughs> Like, see, like, I would, I would just invite all my black friends and be like, "Don't eat the potato salad," because my aunt, my aunt Peggy, making it. She always put raisins in it. Like, I can't. Yeah, they just had to come to my. But I guess then she said that hanging out with black people, she felt comfortable, and it's like, well, then why wouldn't you? Why you ain't bring them home? Why can't you merge the two things? Like, why? Maybe she couldn't until she had that conversation. Like, maybe she couldn't until she talked to them about it, which makes sense. I don't know if you bring black people home to be like, well, my family says I'm white because they'd have been like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> they think you're white. What now? <laughs> Pardon? Why would they think that? Like, <laughs> why would they think you're white, girl? Explain. My my great grandpa is Sicilian. Baby, that's not your great grandpa. That's not your dad. Like, it, but honestly, like, if she would have just brought them home, like, the cat would have been out of the bag much sooner. Like, she could have brought one, like, she had half a black person at her house, and he was telling her shit was fucked up. Like, all you she needed was, like, one full black person no, to come home with black person. Black girls home with you on college break, somebody gonna get the question to fuck out your mama. She, Cause they too like, so, which one of these is your daddy? Which one of these is y'all talking about? Two of his black cousins. Nick could have called two of his black cousins over there, and they'd have been like, "Girl, wait now, whose daughter (laughs) you supposed to be?" Like, (laughs) that's all she needed. She had a black boyfriend in high school. He needed to bring two of his four black cousins over there, and that would have fixed all this shit. Look, every time Nick Black Daddy or White Mama look out the window, like, look at Robert dumbass. <laughs> Robert, dumb, Robert is a dumbass motherfucker, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the trash out. I just want to laugh right. at this dumbass. Look at Robert. Hey, hey, hey. Look at Robert pushing that with black ass baby. <laughs> That's hey, terrible. God, hey, Robert, Robert wherever you are, I hope you are well. God I bless you, Robert. Hope- I hope you have married again, and I hope you are living your best goddamn Caucasian life. I hope you listening to fucking little big town or whatever the white people are into. <laughs> like or Yanni or some shit. What do the white people call? I hope you're listening to Yacht Rock. I hope you have a cute boat, and I Yacht hope you're and listening to Yacht Rock and having a good ass time. Because you deserve it. You put you through hell. Not lazy. You put you through a fucking hellscape. You deserve it. <laughs> And guys, that is little, that is little white lie. <laughs> Big white denial. Big white denial is probably what it's called in Europe. <laughs> Big white denial. <laughs> you know how fucking, fucking uh, overseas movies be having different titles. Like it's it's Big white ass, white. big ass, the big ass black <laughs> elephant in the room. <laughs> That's what the mama called it, the 600 pound gorilla. When her friend said that shit, I said, did you just say this to a Did you just call me a monkey? <laughs> did you just call me the N-word? <laughs> I don't know if I like this. Okay, guys, but that is it. Look at, look at this, guys. We still managed to get this small-ass documentary into an hour and a half. You guys are amazing. Yeah. 
Because there was a lot to unpack. <laughs> it was. I figured we'd do this. Okay, guys. But- and I'm, listen, I'm going to shut up. But those type of people that helped that girl believe she was white are the same type of people that was in taking in plain sight. Boom. <laughs> 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 same type of people that believe a sexual predator won't won't abduct your child a second time. There you go. The In the words of your boy Matt, white people believe anything. <laughs> 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 and on that note, that's it, guys. I'm Chris. That's PJ. That's Pinro. This is all backed up. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.